It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a post-match pint in association with Purity Ale. If you want to use the code hashtag Villa View, you will get 10% off all the goods that Purity have to offer. I'm your host, Dan Bardell, sat here with a massive smile on my face because Villa have won 3-0 away at Leeds. And Ty, myself and Neil, we've already done a seven-minute show that was going out to absolutely nobody before we came on. Yeah, clown, <laughs> clown producing the show tonight, but we don't care when Villa win. How are we both? Neil, ladies first. Doing well. Man's going the same order of the seven Doing minutes well. we just recorded. I, yeah, I mean, I feel like we've we've already covered everything. So you know, to go again, I feel a bit like Paul Lambert's team, but that, that's exactly what we're doing. Neil Villa have won three 0 away at Leeds. A very very astute performance. I'd say Leeds are a shambles defensively, even though they've got a new manager. They, they just can't seem to get anything right at the back. But you've got to be there to take advantage of it, and that's exactly what Villa have done. Clinical again, like that Villa have been in the last few weeks, really. Yeah, look, three points or, or three points tonight, three wins in the bounce, a three 0 win tonight. You know, it's it's just everything is going is is going the right way for, for Aston Villa at the moment, and it's really strange because you know when we were talking about it previously, we were saying we don't know whether Villa were actually really really good tonight or not, or whether leads were you know were poor and. I think I could nearly say that about Aston Villa, that Aston Villa haven't got out of third gear in the last three games we've played, yet we've won them comfortably and kept clean sheets in all of them. So it's it's been a really interesting uh, interesting last three games. And fair play to Steven Gerrard. He's got a nice, uh, a nice bit, uh, balance within this team. The fullbacks are playing more of a traditional fullback role. Coutinho is just absolutely brilliant. He's just so, 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 so good. John McGinn is getting back into the game as well. And, you know, it's three wins in the bounce really, really changed the way uh, the, the way we're feeling about the about the year because, as I mentioned previously, there's uh, you know we're only we've just leapfrogged Southampton now in ninth place. We're seven points behind Wolves with a game in hand, and we still have to play them. And we're nine points behind West Ham. So why not why not look up the table when we've won three games in a row? 
you know, keep this keep this season interesting for Aston Villa and let's finish as high as we possibly can because uh, the form that we're in at the moment and the way we're not shipping goals, who knows what will happen for the rest of the season. I warned you previously. I said, don't look up that table now because last time we all started looking up the table, we went on and won one in eight. So I'm not going to quite look up the table yet, but Ty... I am enjoying what I'm seeing from Villa at the moment. That switching formation seems to have made all the difference. Playing the two up top with Coutinho floating around behind. We're solid at the back now, like Neil says. Which leaves the question, why are Villa either really bad or really good? Why are they never any middle ground? It's probably the most frustrating thing in the world for me is to have two consecutively good halves of football. I cry about it a lot, but um, redemption appears to be on the horizon. Um, I'll be honest, the start of that second half, we, we looked to, we just welcomed a bit too much pressure. I wouldn't say we looked shaky, we just welcomed a bit too much from them and uh, we just won their day today. And there's not a fan base, so I'd, uh, I'd, I'd be more happy to stuff like that, if I'm honest, mate. Yeah, it was quite satisfying to see Victor Orta sat there in silence in the director's box when, we, when the guys were on in lockdown. All you could hear all game was him shouting and he's absolutely doing my head in. Really, really unprofessional. So it was nice to see him sat on his hands watching his team get humbled. Neil, I'm going to go, I'm going to right to the end of the game and talk about Callum Chambers because he ended up keeping his place. You know, everyone was saying, you should, well, not everyone. I think it was quite a mixed bag, actually. I put a poll out yesterday saying, what, what should Stephen Gerrard do? And it was very, very tight in terms of what, what changes, if any, people mm. thought he should make. Chambers has kept his place. Forget Philip Coutinho. Callum Chambers, the assist in the last game, the goal tonight. What's going on? Goal. Like, it's just... I, and, you know, I don't know what stream you guys were watching. I don't know how you guys got, got to see it. And legal legal it. Amazon for me. Legal Amazon, Amazon for me too, Neil. Yeah. It was, well, I was watching it on legal Premier Sports here in Ireland. Oh, it's different. Uh, because we, we don't get Amazon. Well, Amazon Prime doesn't, doesn't do... Um, it, it, it doesn't doesn't stream in Ireland for some strange reason. But I had the pleasure of, I can now see Kenny Cunningham is breaking down the match. So thank God that's on mute. But um, the commentators uh, that were commentating on the game made a point throughout the whole game of saying that Mings and Chambers were poor with the ball at their feet for the whole game, which just goes to show that when Chambers comes up at the very end and spanks it in the top of the cor- top corner, it was just magic. It was absolutely magic. And uh, he's like, like you have to say it, a very astute signing, and there was never any. It was always an undisclosed fee. There was rumours it was it was a free transfer. There was rumours it was like one point one point seven million or something. Whatever we've paid for him, he's paid it back already with that fantastic assist and that goal to goal tonight. So uh, big credit to, to to Callum Chambers. He's uh, he, he's you know he's every right to start the next game for Aston Villa and to keep Ezri Kanza somebody who we've been clamouring for to maybe get England recognition over the last two years out of the team. Yeah, we're just everyone just seems to be moving that ball around a little bit better, Ty. I think the Watford game, it, it all felt a little bit slow, like we weren't really going anywhere. Everything's a lot more snappy now, but I guess, you know, the Brighton game was obviously the start of the building blocks to what, to what we've got now, and I don't think we were brilliant that day, but it was a good away performance and we got the job done. Just winning a game, you know, it lifted away from the players and now they're playing with freedom and a bit of creativity. Again, we look a completely different outfit and with Coutinho like running things in the, in the middle of that park. Now he's up to full fitness. It feels like everyone around him is, is wanting to get to their highest level as well. And think, things just look better. We're playing some really, really nice clinical football now. I mean, the way Matty Cash is getting forward and getting goals and assists you right back. You've played so high up before and we're all looking at it thinking this just isn't working. Actually, now he's stopped playing so high up 
he's in the goals and in the assists as well. It's mad, really. Yeah, I think a lot of it's pressure as well, isn't it? That's probably part of the problem. But we we've we've looked like a completely different team since we went one 0 up against Brighton. As soon as we went one 0 up against Brighton, the, the the confidence has come back, and uh, we we seem to have. We're sitting on the form nice. The confidence is there. There was times where Leeds welcomed a lot of pressure when we were on the ball, and I thought we were we were we were really confident on the ball and we were composed. They 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 lost a lot of possession in the first half. I mean, we they were, were they were sloppy. They were like us yeah. a few weeks ago, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we know you know we can empathise with that because we've been there. Um, and it's the most frustrating thing to watch as a football fan, but you got to capitalise on it, haven't you? And I don't know. They seem to be lacking a bit of identity at the minute, Leeds, and uh, it's not looking good down the bottom there, is it? No, I think by virtue of there being poorer sides than them, I think they just about will will have enough to to stay up. But yeah, that that there's two teams I think that are gone, but that third relegation space it is certainly up for grabs. It's going to be interesting to see if Everton and Leeds do find themselves in serious trouble. Neil, I feel as well. We're starting to see what Danny Ings is about a bit a bit more now. I feel like him having a few, a few runner games. We're starting to see that Danny Ings that you've watched in the Premier League for years and thought he's a very good player. I wouldn't mind a player like Danny Ings because we've, for fitness and selection reasons, we've not really seen the best of him. But now he's getting a run of games. We're really starting to see that Danny Ings that has scored so many goals in the Premier League, that has been so effective in the Premier League. I mean, his pass, he just flashed up at the bottom of the screen. Mm. His pass from A Cash. It's pinpoint. This is what I'm saying. You know, Coutinho's doing what Coutinho does. Everyone else is starting to do Coutinho things as well. It's mad. And Danny Ings, if we remember as well against Everton, Danny Ings was the man who just turned around and on a sixpence swivel, passed the lovely ball out to Leon Bailey for his goal too as well. You know, that raking crossfield pass. But that pass tonight had, had a bit of something about it. All right, it was fantastic to see. But biggest thing for me about Danny Ings was for the first 20 minutes, actually up until we scored, um, I thought Danny Ings, the work rate he did mm. was around the field. It was unbelievable. When we lost the ball, he was the first man to track back. I thought himself and Douglas Louise were fantastic for that, trying to get into positions where people were out of position today, specifically in the first half when I was watching it really, really, really carefully. Um, but Danny Ings, I thought, was great. His, uh, his, his performance against Southampton was fantastic as well, something he's building on. And, you know, we said that Ings and Watkins can't play together, but maybe we should be, as a fan base, we should be a bit more patient with things like that because all it took was a tweak of formation and now we're beginning to see the two of them play together. Albeit, and I know you didn't ask me about Watkins, that was a red card for me. That was a horrible tackle. Yellow and, a, yellow and a half, I reckon. I think that was yellow, <laughs> yellow and, and a half. half. Okay, we'll go with that one. We'll go with that one. Yeah. It's good to see Ings. He's, he's snapping away at defenders' heels, isn't he? And the team mm. pressing in general, it just, it just looks a, a lot better all around the pie. Even, even McGinn, you know, he's snapping into tackles. He's getting in people's faces. We're just seeing what you want to see from Steve and Gerrard's side. And the, again, these are the things that just weren't there a few weeks ago. But you get a bit of confidence. You score a few goals and you win a few games. And all these things, they just seem to come more naturally, don't they? Yeah, I think it's collectively as a team, the pressing is very important as well. It's all good. Ollie Watkins running his running his knackers off for 90 minutes and Danny Ings and, you know, pressing the ball. But it has to be collectively from the rest mm. of the players on the field. And you can see that as soon as we lose possession, we're hungry to get it back. Um, th- these last three games have just been so refreshing. It's, you know, it, it's it's a very, it's just a good time to be a Villa fan. It really is. I feel like it's re- really exciting again, you know, not much to complain about. You know, there was people moaning about the, the honeymoon period being over for Steven Gerrard, you know, when the the... The form slumped a little bit, but it's it's one of those things, isn't it? Three games, three in a row, scored nine, conceded none. Who are we? 
Mm-hmm. You know, the who are gone from leaky Villa to three games, three clean sheets, you know, against teams that can score goals. Yeah, I mean, Leeds put three past us not that long ago at Villa Park, didn't they? And we, and we yeah. looked all over the place. I know it's a different manager and he had absolutely no time to get his new ideas across. And, he, you know, he's under a little bit of pressure already just by being American, which I think is completely unfair and just sums up the world at the, at the moment. But, you know, they like you said, they've got goal scorers in, in that team. Rafinha didn't really do a fat lot in the game. And I know he's not mm. in great form, but he's a sensational footballer who on any given day can cause teams probably. You know, Dan James turned into R9 a few weeks ago against us at Villa Park. He was quiet again tonight. But I think Mings as well. I think the last three games, we've been so resolute and, and, and so tight. And Mings is a, is a massive part of that. I think maybe he, sometimes he looks at himself and comes back refreshed. He talks about having a social media break. I think when he's at it, and he, had, he did have some shaky moments tonight. The, the, the crowd were on his back. But across the three games, I think he's been brilliant, Tyrone Mings, just organising things, keeping things tight, keeping the distances between the defence and the midfield. I just think him being there, I think he's still so, so crucial. Even when he's not fully at it, he's still such a crucial player for us. But, you know, three, you can't complain about anything when you're keeping three clean sheets in three games. That's not an easy thing to do in the Premier League at all. I mean, it, it's all in there. It's collectively, isn't it? And we, we've we've been a team that have took a lot of criticism from our own and rightly so in the midfield. There's times where we, we haven't looked good. Um, but it's just been a solid unit across and you can see that all 11 are just giving it everything. You know, the the last the last two, yeah, the last three games, I can't really criticise an individual performance. I can't no. really remember the Brighton game that well. I do have a memory of a spoon. Um, but the last two games, I can't really criticise an individual performance. Again, like as we said uh, in the podcast during the week, mate, Jacob Ramsey, you know, a quiet game. I don't think he had a bad game, but no, it's just it's just one of those things. Like, yeah. I don't think there's room to criticise anybody. I thought everybody was class. No, Neil, I watched the Emmy Martinez interview with Ben Foster earlier. Honestly, if you haven't watched that, it's such a good interview. Going to find it on, on YouTube, it's so good. I'm going to put that genuine... on bed. It's genuinely one of the best interviews I've ever watched. It's 50 minutes. It was so, so good. There's so much behind-the-scenes chat about Villa, things that you, you wouldn't know. But Emmy Martinez talked about, Neil, how he doesn't get too high with the highs and you don't get too lows with the lows and he works with a sports psychologist, you know. I'm guilty of it. I do it, I do it all the time. You know, when we're on that little bad run, I'm saying all kinds of things on here and I'm, I like to think I'm pretty measured, but I'm still coming on here and saying things when, we, when we're not winning games. But it does show, you know, a few weeks ago, we were all on the floor thinking, geez, we ain't going to win a game again this season. We could find ourselves dragged into a relegation battle. It's only three games later. Like you said earlier, you look at it thinking, oh, we're going to catch Wolves there. It just does just show you shouldn't get too high with the highs and too lows with the lows. No, because the, the Premier League, if there is anything to be learned about the Premier League as a whole, is it's one big concertina. You've got the top teams that are miles out ahead of everybody else. You've the bottom teams that the teams pull away from. But that middle bank of anywhere from usually about 15th to about 7th or 8th, that, they're usually pretty tight. Mm. There's usually, and like two or three wins can rocket you up the table. And we're seeing that at the moment. And it is very difficult to keep that in mind, you know, as you said yourself there when, when things aren't going your way. But uh, it's, uh, it's, it's the folly of the fan. I suppose, and that's where fan comes from, fanatical. And when things aren't going right, you know, you have to find an immediate change to change for things. And when things are going really, really right, you, you know, you want to celebrate the wins. I, I used to say, like before, when people used to ask me why was I an Aston Villa fan, and I was saying because if Villa win the Saturday, I can go out and have the best Saturday night of my life. 
You know, whereas if a United fan wins, or if back, it was back when United were winning the league left, right and centre. And it was like, if you're a United fan and you win on a Saturday, you expect to win. So you actually, you know, you don't have that pep in your step at all on a, on a Saturday night. Whereas as a Villa fan, I did. I was marching in the door of a pub thinking I was mad about town, you know. And, and that's the beauty about being a fan. So it's... Um, I wouldn't. It's. I wouldn't change it for anything. I suppose, really, when you win three games on the trot, and you get to have that sensation that uh, you know that things are going the right way, because uh, it's it's a difficult league to win three on the trot in, uh, unless you're a perennial powerhouse, you know. So, so uh, the longer that we can keep this feeling going, the better. You suddenly look at Sunday, though. You know, West Ham scored us at Villa Park earlier on in the season. Tyler, mm. we go there on Sunday. Now they they played in Europe, and I watched their game before I watched the Villa game. You know, they looked a little bit leggy already. Actually, they haven't got the biggest squad in the world. Travelling, playing the Europa League, coming back and having to play on on a Sunday, probably only getting back in the country tomorrow. And now there is a, re- a real chance to go and win four games in a row. I can't remember. I can't remember if they they said when the last time Villa have won three games, Premier League games in a in a row was it? Must have been at the start of last season, actually, because we got off to a fly, didn't we, at the start of last season? But mm. you know, everything feels like it's ticking along nicely now. And again, the opposite of a few weeks ago, you're going into Sunday now thinking, there's a chance we go there and turn West Ham over. Absolutely. And it's one of those things as a Villa fan that it's the magic of being a Villa fan, isn't it? It's the dangerous lows and the crazy highs. We've gone from relegation to promotion to, you know, looking dead cert to go down again. and I, I really don't think that anything's impossible with us. It's just the magic. I don't know if it's just a bias because I support Villa, but it just has that magic about it, doesn't it? Just having that 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 feel good factor and go. I, we can't go into a a game like Sunday in a better position than we're in. We're, we're we're full of confidence. We're playing good football. We're pressing the ball well. The players are clicking. What more could we ask for? If there's a time where you're going to go and get points from West Ham United, it is absolutely now. Yeah, Bowen should probably be out as well. Antonio has spent half the game on the, on the floor against Seville as well. Yeah, so I do think it's a great time to play West Ham. I wasn't sure tonight it was a good time to play Leeds, but it, it turns out it, com- it completely was. I mean, every team will be saying that at the moment. It's a great, it's a great time to play Leeds because they keep getting turned over. But you've still got to go there and win the game. And that's what Villa have done. And hopefully they can go on Sunday and do it again. Thanks ever so much for coming on, guys. I always find the show straight after a game quite weird because I can never get my, my head together, never get my thoughts together properly. But thank you for talking to me. It's been a pleasure. It was nice for us to get to do it twice as well. I'm not sure the dress rehearsal helped us, but we got through it. We've done it twice. Thanks to Adam for that. Don't forget our sponsors, Purity, continue to back us. Thanks ever so much to them. If you want to get 10% off everything they have to offer, just use the code hashtag VillaView. Get your Villa kegs, get your Villa cans. I'm not sure what Ty's doing there. Very, very rude. Completely unprofessional. Let's not have that again. So thanks to Neil. Ty, not so much. We'll be back with another show probably. We'll probably do Sunday after the game again, I would think. I think that makes sense. Maybe Sunday evening we'll come on and do a show after the West Ham game. If we lose, then don't expect to see us for a few days. But if we win, yeah, we'll do it on Sunday. Thanks ever so much for tuning in. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Hopefully you've enjoyed the three points up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.